smoking through it all, cause nothing in life lasts forever. We don't want these hoes, don't want the fame, we want the cheddar. Total, we can have it all if we do it together. You know I'ma pass the ball, but only to my brother. You know I'ma pass the blunt, but only to my sister. I'ma pass the bottle, pass these hoes off to my niggas. just gonna get right into it man so it ain't exclusive if it ain't an emlin exclusive it's your boy bq and welcome to the low-key facts podcast we're in the beautiful downtown san jose 408 silicon valley and uh, i'm accompanied by a special individual this individual is attacking a very niche industry um you got to have a lot of personality to obtain this uh this occupation um and and everybody knows that the culture in san jose offers a a great scene in the in, in comedy Everyone knows the improv, uh, and to get an opportunity to fill in that role and being from San Jose to open up for other people, um, and this is just based on the research that I've been doing. Shout out to this individual; he goes by Frankie Marco Comedy. Yeah, what is up, good? man? What's going down? Thank you for coming down today. Yeah, Frankie Marcos, uh, as in a dude named Marco, but there's hella of them. Marcos, hella. Hello, Marcos. But yeah, it's Filipino. That's the last name. Uh, yeah, bro. That's I definitely saw the Latino on you. But when yeah. you saw Filipino, I was like, oh shit, I didn't <laughs> see that coming. But the energy and like your genuine energy, like, I could tell that comes that stems from like the Filipino culture. Yeah. So like, you know, what's going down, Fili- bro? How you Filipinos feeling? Filipinos are confident, like over excessively confident. It's like, God damn, this guy's hella proud. Yeah, I like shout, it. Shout out to all the pares, man. Wow, man. Yeah, I like it. But so, shit, man, uh, a lot's going on. I could cuss, right? Yeah, bro, you can okay. do whatever the fuck you want, bro. We, right. we is Emlyn exclusive, man. Come fuck on. Shit, bitch, yeah, yeah. Fuck shit, bitch. Fuck. Cunt, bitch. Shit. Shit. All that, man. We, <laughs> no radio, no licensing. You know what I'm saying? We, 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 get, it, we get it straight to All it. indie, huh? Mm-hmm. I like to do independent stuff on my own as well. But yeah, man, just uh, I'm just throwing everything. Right now, I'm in the process of just throwing everything at the wall, strategy-wise. Yep. I'm doing... Um, oh yeah, my you bad. know, fucking no, parking. No worries, no worries. <laughs> um, you know, I'm doing the sketches. I'm yep. collabing with people, collabing with writers, holding meetings to to you know collab on talk about stand up ideas, to talk about sketch ideas, reaching out to videographers, photographers, yeah. connecting people. Like I had my boy uh, Ismael yesterday, straight hundred percent entrepreneur, just like mm, us. You know, okay. he's doing a lot of different things right now. And he's, he's from out here too. He's from out here too. Okay. Yeah, Shout and he's out. doing. Uh, yep, he's doing details, uh, mobile details. Ismael Rivera. Oh yeah, I uh, saw that. I saw that on your post. Yeah, so like you I know, need a detail he, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Holla at him. He's trying to get into real estate, so I connected him with my boy Darian Broadnax, who's a super successful real estate. Uh, agent, I believe is the term, nice. but whatever. Yep. But yeah, so you know, just connecting people like that, like, cause I, I'm I'm doing a lot of time networking and connecting because I've seen how much power is in the people when you bring people together. You know, super. That's so, I agree with that 100. percent Even doing shit like this, like, you know, I, I I don't know if you've had a chance to see some of the old content that we've done, but we brought in like artists, entrepreneurs, yeah. people that even play role in politics, like just really trying to understand like. What's happening in San Jose? Because, you know, when people think of the Bay Area, they just think San Francisco, Oakland. They just forget about the South Bay, even though right. it's the biggest city all over the Bay Area. Motherfuckers forgot about and South Bay. How could you forget about the South Bay? You feel me? <laughs> and on top of that, it's like 1.8 million, almost 2 million population. Right. So it's a it's a big amount of people you, you can't just ignore. You feel me? There's yeah. too many of us. Um, but with that being said, there's a there's a lot, a lot of talent 
within that population as well. Right. Um, and that's why I'm glad, you know, when we bring people down, they network off of each other and then they build off each other's energy. And next thing you know, they over here doing collabs, they're doing video work, they're doing model shoots. And like what you just said, like that's what it's all about because it's, it's within the people. Like the people itself, they know what's real and what's not real. Right. Uh, so when it comes from a, a real place, a pure place, um, people really appreciate that. I appreciate that. At least I can speak for myself. Right. Um, so what is it with that? Like, do you, do you feel like when you meet someone and you see what they're doing, what they're working on, and then you like, uh, you think of someone that pops in your head, like, oh, I know someone that could use you, right? Not use you, but like they can utilize your services. Like, is that something that pops in your head or is it more like, oh shit, I didn't even realize that you guys do this. Like you guys should do this together. How does it work for you? Like when you connect people? Mm, it's, it's been an ongoing thing of just like working on myself the past four years of like, how can I be more compassionate? How can I be mm -hmm. more, you know? inclusive of everybody you know less less selfish and more self you know self knit uh selfless and yep. uh so anyways um uh, but yeah when i talk to people um i just like to see where they fit in the puzzle and i i've done this thing recently where i, I exercise the habit of being like uh you know this is my boy cinema steve he graduated from san jose state for yep. for film school which i work with steve so shout out to him but like um when I introduce people, I'll be like, this is my boy, Sean. He created Oaktown Soul. You mm -hmm. know, he created his own business. I watched him do it in two years, and now he's a full-time entrepreneur. He's making his own money. Fuck these white people's money. <laughs> like, get your own yeah, shit. Yeah, real shit. I believe So that. every time For I sure. introduce people who are yeah. doing things with their life, I say, this is my boy. He does this, 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 and this. Yep. This is my homie. This, he does this, 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 and this. And now it goes from an interaction of, yo, this is my homie, Steve. This is my homie, Jeff. Hey, what's good, bro? <laughs> you just walk away, yeah. forget forever. Yeah. Or if you say, this is my homie that does this, this, and this. He's really good at this. He's the type of person that does this shit. Yep. Then they'd be like, oh, man, that's a cool cat. I need yeah, to know him. Yeah. Yo, what's your gram? What's your number? Whatever. And then they might connect down the road, and now you're providing value into these people's lives that can you know, be exponentially you know, valuable later on. And so... You know, also with the fans too and the support, like, you know, taking time to talk to them every once in a while and just kind of see how they're doing or just take more time to respond to comments and shit. Like I'm trying to do that more, send more personal invitations because if you have a, a real relationship with your people and your network, it's like that's, again, that's going to be exponentially way more valuable as opposed to if you're one of these motherfuckers that's just taking from people all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. First, you're going to be miserable. Yes. Yep. You're going to be miserable. No and Yeah. And secondly, <laughs> you're not going to you're not going to get anything back from that person that you took yeah. from because they're going to know you're a piece of shit. Yeah, so like, period. you know, I, my whole focus has been like get value. Bring value and get value from everybody that interact with, you know, like we're mm. going to get things, something from each other from this. Mm. And every time I work with somebody, it's like, OK, what are you good at? What can we do? Can we share resources? Can we share connections? Mm. Can we collab? Can I introduce you to somebody? Can you introduce me to somebody? Did you read a book, something that you got, you know, something valuable from that you could share with me because mm. you know who I am, like and vice versa. Mm. So, you know, just having a lot of powerful conversations with a lot of real cool people, powerful yeah. people. Yeah. And uh, really surrounding myself because a lot of people say that they do that, but they don't. They just kind of. Yeah, I don't. I'm going to cut you off. Yeah, like, yeah. bitch, like, <laughs> like who gives what a are fuck? you doing? <laughs> yeah, you should have been cut them off, you know? So, no, yeah. that's real. I think that's very true. Uh, do you feel like when you, uh, when you network with people that you're, you know, you're networking with a specific person because you see the value or do you find value in every single person you meet? I try to. I'm definitely an optimist, like uh, almost excessively. I'm really positive. Like yeah. comedians hate that shit. They're like, hey, you gotta why, are you be, so bro. <laughs> why are you so fucking positive, bro? <laughs> like you eating healthy? You fucking work up? You probably eat salads, huh? You pussy ass bitch. Like, 
They're haters, but anyways, it'd be but, like uh, that. I bet it'd be because yeah. I see your workout <laughs> shit too. I'd be like, damn! I'm, even the last skit you did it had me weak as fuck when you were showing the Planet Fitness. You were showing Thanks, 24 man. Hour Fitness. <laughs> that shit had me weak because I was literally thinking like, damn, Planet Fitness. I always had it. Always had that stereotype that it was like low budget. You kind of had right. people that are just wasting time and 24 yeah. hour. And then I, I wasn't familiar with the second gym. What's what gym was that? That's Equinox. That's the one that Kanye was rapping. About. I need every uh, bad bitch up at Equinox. That's the <laughs> see that shit the had me weak. Like, give me a, give me a thousand dollars. Yeah, that, that shit. Had me weak as fuck because I was like, man, people take your money left and right. But I, and that's the thing too. When I seen you doing the scissor kicks, I was like, this boy really athletic. And I actually <laughs> started browsing through your page and seeing that you also not only do you brand yourself as a comedian and an actor, um, but you also brand yourself as someone in fitness. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's another passion of yours. Yeah, definitely. I've been playing sports my whole life, like basketball since I was four, and then I started playing football in high school. My brother was an all-star football player, and mm. my my dad could grab rim, and he was like. Five five, so oh, he, shit. he had hops. Then he had bunnies, yeah, the yeah. real bunnies. Yeah, five five, dude. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, five, yeah that's like Nate. Nah, Nate Robinson is like five nine, but still though, for a short dude to touch rim, that's always impressive. Yeah, definitely. I don't care what no one says. Yeah, yeah. So the, definitely, I always loved sports, and then uh I started like. I always wanted to be swole, but I was always hella skinny and short. So like once I turned like twenty six, twenty seven, my metabolism changed, and I finally was able to widen out a little bit and mm -hmm. like get the muscle that like you know people see now because I didn't always have it. Mm -hmm. So now that I kind of got it, I'm like, oh man, I'm obsessed with this shit. Like I love <laughs> how this feels, how I look. Like oh, yeah. you know, I don't I don't look like. I don't know, you know, I look like a, a stick before, so yeah, fuck yeah. that life. <laughs> health, health is wealth, though, man. Shit, Straight I feel up. like if you if you invest in your health, then it's gonna pay off in the long run. Right. I'm obviously, you know, contradicting myself because I have my momentum when I'm like waking up early, working out of shit, and then uh -huh. I also get in time periods. I'm like, fuck, bro, I can't get up. Like, yeah. and then eventually, like, it'll be one day, next day, yeah. day, next thing you know, it's been a whole week off. <laughs> and, and, and if you're older than like 26, 27, and you mentioned like your metabolism, you know, you could get fluffy real quick. And like right. I can speak for myself. Like I got burritos every other week, too. And that <laughs> shit adds up. Um, so like, what do you feel like, you know, this is like a, a specific question since you're knowledgeable to this. When it comes to fitness for someone that's older and trying to like get back into their metabolism and like understanding it, what would you recommend for them to like implement to get like uh, to do more cutting and being able to lose weight in a sense because like, you know when you get older you don't realize how much that impacts you until you're like oh shit after eating mcdonald's like that shit ain't supposed to sit like that even right. if it's just a mcchicken you know what i mean like yeah. yeah i mean uh for a lot of people i mean obviously number one you got to make it a priority yep. and then uh just kind of general you know as they, they tell trainers like we're not registered dietitians, so we don't really give nutritional advice although we can give like general health tips mm -hmm. general nutritional advice but I would say just do something that's sustainable for you because everybody's different. So yeah. one person can eat complete trash and be totally fine and yeah. be shredded, you know? Um, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen motherfuckers do that shit. My yep. boy Leia, he's a firefighter. Yeah. And he literally be eating like big ass plates of spaghetti, but he'd be like doing some crazy intense ass workouts. Right. That, I feel like, you know, everyone's different though. You know, everyone's yeah. body's different. Yeah, do what's sustainable. So if you could do something with like, if you just took out... I'm going to stop drinking sodas. I'm going to stop eating fast food and I'll cut my carbs just a little bit, like 30%. Mm -hmm. You'll see a big ass difference really? already. And then as long as you can sustain that, if you could go more extreme and be okay with that, like my boy Daoud, he's a, a comedian. Um, 
he is on keto and mm. I'm like, that's hard as fuck yeah. for me to give up breads and like sugars and sure. all that. He says it's hella easy for him and he doesn't work out and he lost hella weight and he's kept that weight off. Yeah, I seen And I'm like, I can't too. do that shit. For me, that's hella hard. I can work mm. out hella and eat whatever, but yeah. I can't get on a diet. That's and he's issue. like, no, I don't the other way around. So yeah. Yeah. So whatever's sustainable for you, but you yeah. got to take it step by the baby steps, man. Oh, I tell yeah, everybody I'm my shirt. And shit. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I definitely want to unpack a little bit more. Cause you know, it was, I'm, I'm flowing in shit right now, but I definitely uh, want to unpack some more about your story and for people to kind of get a better understanding if this is their first time hearing you. Um, but just to go on based on some of your recent posts, I've noticed like when I when I the the vibe I get when I go through your gram is like a journey. You know what right. I'm saying? Like I'm getting the whole experience of like someone starting it from the very beginning and chasing something big. Yeah. So what do you feel like that is for you in the sense of like your vision and what you're trying to obtain? I want people to be able to see a documentation of the lifestyle that I live and how I came up because there's a lot of a lot of us have role models like that are famous or that are huge in the world. They're super successful mm. but not a lot of us have role models that we can reach out to let alone just talk to about real deep things about how yeah. you're feeling emotionally yeah you know to talk about your trauma about your mental health mm. and then on top of that we don't have a lot of people that are role models that are close to us in you know in in like just social status yeah. like there's people that i've spoken to recently that are like you know what you really inspire me because you're in this position where you're starting to come up and I'm still next to you, you mm. know, and it's not like, you know, like E40, one of my heroes, like yep. he's, he's a role model, Legend. but, but he's, you know, I'm not quite next to him yet. Yeah. But so we need people that are on the come up that you can see, like, look at, this is how I'm doing it. This is how I'm changing my life. Yeah. Look at this ratchet ass house I came from. Look <laughs> at what I have now. Yeah. Look at the job that I quit to do this. Mm. And, you know, I just kept trying different strategies and this is how, now I have this this fitness business where mm. I'm gonna, I'm not going to have to go back to a job after, you know, quarantine ends. So it's like mm -hmm. and it took a long time, but for sure, just, you know, showing everybody like this is the strategies I use. This is what makes me happy. This is what makes me money. This is techniques I use. This is what I've learned. This is, you know, everything. This is all the fuck ups I've done. This yeah. is like me being transparent, open to you. Hopefully we can connect. I've done some weird shit. I've done some dumb shit. I'm going to tell you about it in a comedic way. And if you can relate, that's dope. If you can't, who gives a fuck? But uh, I just want people to see like, yo, this is how he did it. And like, I could do that too. Mm -hmm. I'm not disappeared. I'm not a billionaire that's up there that they think I could never get there. It's like, no, look, I'm making like 60K a year and I'm happy as fuck. Mm -hmm. And you could do that too. Period. Like, even if I was making 40K right now, I'd be happy as fuck at the opportunities that I get to the people that I get to work with, the fact that I get to do what I love, I get to create, express, collab, mm. like that to me alone, like I'm enjoying the process. So I feel rich every day. I feel like a superhero every day, like no bullshit because I'm really healthy and because I get to do what I love. And trust me, like I bomb, like still, like it happens. Yeah. There's days where like the other day I was, I was headlining a show mm -hmm. and it was outdoors in uh, in Santa Rosa and mm -hmm. I had a great time, mm -hmm. but there was like a car club going by. So okay. it's just, I'm doing my set and then I'm about to, I'm bringing them in, set up, set up, set up. Here comes the punchline. <laughs> so I'm like, fucking hearing cars my fucking Theo drives by. Yeah. And just <laughs> fucks it up. And I'm like, God damn it. But it was a good challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the tables are spread out, so people are less likely to pay attention, and yeah. the laughter kind of disappears, so it's tough to get momentum and catch on fire. 
like indoors and comedy clubs, the laughter bounces everywhere. You catch flame and you just start killing. But when you're outside, it's way harder. Yeah. So trust me, like there's days, yeah, where where I struggle. There's days where I fuck off. Like I I don't feel motivated. But mostly every day I'm really happy, you know, Mm -hmm. that I get to do what I'm doing. That's real, bro. I, I, I respect that. I feel like uh, I heard something similar by uh, Gary Vee who talks about like, you know, there's a lot of people that are millionaires and people that create these, you know, uh, million dollar companies, but they're fucking depressed as shit right. because they're not really doing what they love. They're able to attain that money status, but they're not really doing what they love. And he says like, you know, people that sell base park, baseball cards for a living and they make $55,000 a year, but you love every day of the life, right. you are winning. And I agree with that. I feel like most people could, what they could take away from what you just said is that if you find fulfillment in what you do and you're able to profit from it, that's all that that's that's one of the biggest steps of like living life and especially in like the way ec- economically how everything's is designed you need money to survive but if you could find something that is not necessarily surviving you're living right right so that that's big bro kudos to you for that shit bro right on man uh, um another thing that you mentioned too about uh you you playing sports uh and then you you know you got you you're playing sports at a young age in San Jose I'm assuming were you born and raised yeah. in San Jose yep so what uh did, what high school did you go to? Like, did you go to high school out here? San Jose you... High, Ratchet. Okay, ass, San Jose Catch High Case Academy. Yep. Bulldogs, right? Yep. The Bulldogs. <laughs> did you play? Did you play football for the Bulldogs? Yeah. That's yeah. where I recognized on one of your skits. That's what I was gonna ask you. Was like, what team did you play for? Because you had the Marcos jersey in the back. Yeah. And I was like, bro, I'm trying to figure out what team that is, but obviously it was either Mount Pleasant, San Jose High, or Willow Glen. That was my guesses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you that's got what's it right, up. man. I was trash. My junior year was the first time I played. (laughs) Complete garbage. I was scared to hit. And then my brother's like all-star, so everybody's all fucking hyping me up. You got to be hella good. He's nice. His brother's going to be even better, too. Yeah, yeah. But then after summer camp, junior year, then I learned how to hit. And then senior year, I got nice. Okay. My brother was locked up at the time, so he didn't even get to see me. I'm like, bro, you saw me just (laughs) eat dicks for a whole year. (laughs) And then like just like letting down the family and the last name. And then I got to put the burden on you now. Carry yeah. the team and shit. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so like, how did you get into like wanting to, to do comedy? Because I feel like when when it comes to that, because you were mentioning like the the like what it, what the feelings of being on stage, like like being on under pressure, uh, under the challenges of noise. Because you said like now that quarantine has happened, like it, it's impacted the way events are now being you know uh, orchestrated and stuff. No, they're no longer indoor, and if they are, it's like a very limited amount. But in this scenario, you were outdoor and you're in stage and you're dealing with so much pressure. And you have you said you've you've hit, you've been in situations where you bombed it. And you've been in times where it's like you've been under that pressure. Um, so how do, how do you like because I feel like that's just challenging. Like what I'm trying to say is like that shit is it takes a lot of courage and a lot of uh, how you say self-development because you're yeah. always improving your craft and perseverance. Yeah. Uh, so like how did you even feel like ready to do something like that? You know, what were you like? What tri- what triggered you to be like, you know what? I'm going to do this. Uh, well, I mean, one, I got booked. So I'm like, all right. Uh, I know that this this girl, Kayla Keller, runs good shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, it, it's it's more just the thirst. Like, mm. absolutely, we're fucking thirsty ratchets right now. <laughs> Comedians are hungry as hell to just get that feeling. Yeah. And we know, we used to talk hella shit about outdoor shows. We're like, yeah. God, this <laughs> shit is trash. <laughs> 
But it was a normal um, thing at the time. Before yeah, quarantine, pre-COVID, pre-COVID. Yeah, man. We were at comedy clubs with two drink minimums. People were buzzed, sitting down with the air conditioning on a little bit extra so they don't so yeah. they're wide awake. They're yeah. paying attention. There's a spotlight. Yeah. There's rules enforced. So like we were spoiled. Like yeah. we were getting laughs. We were crushing. And then obviously quarantine hit and it's like, okay, we don't have none of that right now. So yeah. as things start to open up again right now, um, if it's outdoors, you, we used to hate that, but now it's like, please give me that. I'll do anything <laughs> for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like we were eating fillets, and they're like, okay, you got ramen. And we're like, yeah, please give me the ramen <laughs> as long as I'm not please. starving because yeah. I'm going to starve to death if you Dude. don't give me a stage. So, yeah. So these outdoor uh, settings, is this somewhere in San Jose or is this out? You said Santa Rosa? Santa Rosa, so yeah. Is that, where they, Bay. is that where like majority of the opportunities have been coming from lately or is that... Just one of the many. Yeah, they're just they're everywhere. There's there's some uh, Republican places that just don't believe in COVID that yeah. are just wide they're the just fuck open. No mass schmuck asses. Yeah, <laughs> the whole world is a whole conspiracy. It's just a, it's it a, really is. It's bro. a hoax it's, for the whole world. Yeah, I don't even know what to believe. The Pentagon just announced that UFOs, extraterrestrial vehicles appeared. <laughs> I'm like, how did you just announce that with <laughs> no one even like giving a fuck? Right. <laughs> there's so much shit going on that that doesn't even feel real no more. Right. I'm I'm like i agree with you bro everything is a conspiracy like i don't know if covid is real if it is and the ones that died did they really die by covid there's different yeah. variables i'm not trying to sound yeah. ignorant but there's so much information yeah, that yeah. anyone could believe anything i right? i definitely believe covid is real but sure. I, I definitely also agree that like you know they may have tweaked the numbers they may not have documented everything correctly they may be exaggerating we don't know yeah. but we definitely believe in that shit we all know somebody that has it or died from it yeah so. exactly i got family members too that were affected by it too yeah um you know recently you announced that you are gonna be moving to la um and basically venturing off i'm assuming to the next chapter of your journey yeah um so you know what 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 thought process came behind that decision um i also saw a post early on saying la or new york i'm assuming these were the two places you were debating right. um why did you feel like you wanted to move and why these two places uh, I didn't want to go to New York because it's fucking cold. I hella yeah. wanted to go it's there. It's cold as shit over there. I wanted, Under band, but I know. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted New York because it's uh, such a grimy place that doesn't give a fuck about you. And mm. I like that because I was always spoiled and hella lovable. And everybody loves Frankie. Yeah, we support you. <laughs> Even to this day. Yeah. And that's incredible. I'm very happy. But yeah. it has a bad effect on the long term of thinking that things are easy in life. And they're not. It's the mm. opposite. Yeah. So anyways, but New York will be... New York will whoop your ass until yeah. you become somebody who's indestructible. Period. You and know anything, what I mean? any industry I feel out there, Absolutely. they're going to they're challenge you. Exactly. For sure. And they don't give a fuck about you no matter yeah. what you came from. They don't care. So I like that because it makes you better. And stand-up comedians know that if you want to be the best, you go to New York to be a stand-up comic. Uh, it's just too cold. I just decided like yeah. it's too cold. <laughs> it's too um, fucking cold. Yeah, it's far away too, man. I like, could deal with getting shitted on and coming back and fighting again, but the cold—I'm <laughs> a little bitch when it comes to the cold. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I probably wear some jackets and shit. You know, turn on the heater, runs up the bill. You know, I—it I, gets cold as fuck. That's yeah. all. <laughs> it gets cold as fuck out there. Yeah. But there's a lot of a lot of people out there, a lot of opportunity. But I do agree with you, like in that nitty gritty, like it's gonna. It's going to be in the mud. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to be in small bars. You're going to be in small little venues yep. with really intense crowds. People that will say, man, you fucking suck. Like, right. people ain't willing. To, they're going to challenge you type shit. You know what I mean? So, I see what you're saying with that. And I, I that says a lot about your perseverance, too. Like, you don't want it the easy shortcut route. You want to 
the marathon, you know, as I yeah. always tribute to Nipsey because he always yeah. talks about that, you know what I'm saying, the marathon. And what you're doing right now is exactly that, you know, going through different elevations of this journey and not letting anything stop you from attaining your goal. Yeah. And that's what we got to illustrate, man. That's why we're doing this podcast today because you were technically the first comedian I've ever interviewed. So nope, you, man. you have that crown right now. Honor. Until, until oh. I get someone else on here. but Yeah, man. Um, I can give you some references, man. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to run it up. And uh, so about the L.A. trip, though. Uh, so you said you, the reason why you didn't go to New York. So why did you choose L.A.? Um, I feel like it's, it's warmer. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's warmer. Um, <laughs> straight up. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities, too. I got to be honest. Like, you have to have a lot of self-awareness. Like, everybody should have a lot of self-awareness and yeah. knowing what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Mm -hmm. And double down on those strengths. And I know that being somebody who's like fit, good looking, that just helps yeah. in L.A. Like it just helps. Yeah. Like New York, it will help too, but yeah. a lot more in L.A. And so that's going to give me like those crowds. I'm going to persevere with those L.A. crowds, you know. And mm -hmm. of course I want the challenge. Of course I'm going to hit the road and go internationally eventually and try all kinds of different ones. But like. Being there as home base, I would have a lot of like acting opportunities in my backyard, auditions, mm -hmm. you know, all the comedy clubs are right there. It's the still have the nice weather. I fuck yeah. with the Laugh Factory out there. You ever, yeah. you ever been out there? Yeah. Yeah. Who's a who's a, um, like a a, com a comedian that like inspires you that you because obviously you mentioned like, so, uh, you know, people that are locally uh, mentors to you, but people on that grand level that you've always been influenced by, like who are those people? Uh, Louis C.K. pre weird shit. Uh, Dave Chappelle. Hey, Bill Dave Bird. Chappelle up there. Yeah. Go. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco, Dave Attell, uh, Michael Che, uh, Whitney Cummings, Ali Wong. There's so many. There's yeah. so many good comics. Mark Norman, definitely top ten too. He just dropped a special on YouTube. Smart, okay. ma smart man. Uh, made a yeah. I think it got like over. Two million views already, man. But yeah, definitely a mentor, or not a mentor, but a role model, Mark Normand. Um, yeah, there, there's so many of them. But the number one influence overall is uh, Chris Farley, even though he's not a stand-up. Mm. Uh, watching him as a kid, I used to like rewind Black Sheep and oh, it's the big dude. Yeah. Oh, the heavy set dude, right? Yes. I remember he passed away like in the ninety two thousands or something like that. Yeah. I remember Black Sheep, Tommy Boy. Yep. I was just talking to my girl about that. He was actually hella funny. Like people need to watch his old shit because he was hilarious. Yeah, man. He, he was he was my hero. He was uh, I would rewind his shit over and over and remember all the lines and I wanted to be funny like him. I wanted to be a, a comedian i didn't yeah. know about stand-up back then but yeah. i just knew i wanted to be funny and yeah. i was good at basketball and being funny so that's all yeah. i did as a kid over and over that's all i would care about yeah and that's the thing too like when it comes to being humorous like there's different ways to illustrate that it could be stand-up with your with your uh with your dialogue and your creativity with your words and your versatility right. and then with acting you could just you could illustrate just a great like a, a point of view, you know what I'm saying? Like that's what I took away with your comedy skits too, because you got comedy skits and then stand up. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like you know, I've always had random aspirations to do acting, but I never, yeah. never did anything. And this is kind of like my first step to try to do it eventually. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and maybe I could get some tips from you and ask, like, you know, how did you start your first skit? And yeah. you know, so when it goes to the skit process, like, do you write out your skits or do you have someone that helps you write them out? So how does that work? Uh, I'm gonna answer. 
that and also loop back in what you said about okay. the first time about trying it out. Hell yeah. Because like anything, else, like a lot of things, you just got to do it. Like don't overthink it because as humans, we tend to overthink For and then sure. we come up with excuses. And mm. anyway, so like the first video that I did for YouTube, uh, excuse me, um, I just put on my phone on the kitchen table and i just I talked that. shit about facebook yeah i think i watched that you're talking about uh, uh girls that be annoying or people that annoying <laughs> annoy the shit out of me and you're yeah. talking about oh your feet fetishes yeah fucking have <laughs> feet fetishes that's just hella funny yeah. the, the people do have some weird fetishes that right. be and, and if you're on the do you have twitter yep if you, be, if you be on the timeline at certain hours people get too open about shit <laughs> tmi and shit for sure yeah i'm not on there much but but yeah <laughs> like uh, talking about how people take pictures of their empty plate with sauce on it like yeah. you're a fucking idiot like <laughs> yeah. and then pick dudes taking pictures of their feet or girls too like it's just i don't know it's just <laughs> things that were annoying that was yeah. the easiest thing at the to time, do at the it was time. different time too because yeah. facebook you had the like my status to be honest type thing yeah you know what i mean the totally different trends than right. it is now you know what exactly I mean? so but yeah that was the first one that i did i just used the phone and i just talked shit into the fucking thing and then i just edited it and put it up Yep. And then I got a little bit more complex as I went on. Mm -hmm. But again, it, it like even now it's not like I'm not even I'm barely like, I'm barely scratching the surface as far as like production goes. And as far as like my writing abilities and my acting abilities, like I'm barely starting to figure things out and even like finding my voice in stand up because they say that it takes a minimum of 10 years to where you're like, OK, I really know who I am. I really know what to talk about. Like once you hit your 10 years, they say, and year 11, that's when you're a one-year-old baby in comedy. Like you're barely starting to figure yeah. shit out, you know? So mm. I've had some cool little accomplishments, but I haven't even started yet. It's so just that's why I'm really excited. Yeah. I, I, I fuck with that, bro. It's definitely like uh, when it comes to being a craftsman, you know what I'm saying? When yeah. it comes to being a craft, they say the same thing about business too. They say when you start a business, you don't actually end up you know, scaling or being profitable until like five to 10 years. Right. Like for me, I started Emlyn when in 2015 when I was yeah. 19 years old. I'm 26 now. Nice. And I'm barely kind of like figuring out, okay, now who I, I know what I want to do. I know who I want to market to, right. who's my audience, uh, how I'm going to integrate vertically. Like I understand now, but it took so many fuck ups though. Like literally right. like constantly left, right, up, down, like to the point where it's like, okay, I think I got a niche now, like how I want to go about it. Yeah. But learning is forever, though. I agree with that 100%. Um, uh, so I guess, like, where I want to take this conversation, too, is understand your relationship with Oakland. Because mm -hmm. I saw a few skits that had me weak as fuck when you were, like, driving by. And you were like, oh, this is Oakland. Like, moving from San Jose to Oakland. He's like, oh, it's nice out here. Look at look at those two ladies. It looks yeah. so lovely. <laughs> and they're just getting robbed. Like, give me your bag. Yeah. <laughs> and they fucking dip off. You're like, oh, shit. Let's go get some tacos. Yeah. Speaking of tacos, you got one on your shirt. <laughs> but, yeah, bro, that shit had me weak. So, you know, to, to start doing skits in Oakland, I think it was dope. Because I feel like Oakland has such a culture that people will not understand unless they see it themselves. Right. And you were able to illustrate that in that skit. So, What's your relationship with Oakland? You know, because you lived there for a time period uh, of your life in the Bay Area. So yeah. how was that? And, you know, how did you get introduced to that? That was uh, a little over two years. Uh, doing stand-up coming up out here in San Jose was great. It's mm. a real warm community of comics. Uh, it is a, a cool amount of venues. Obviously, the legendary San Jose Improv. Uh, but eventually, you hit a ceiling out here in San Jose. And so I had to move on to either Chicago or um, even like Boston is a good secondary place to go, mm -hmm. or 
SF or Oakland. Um, and then obviously like the last level is LA and, and New York. But mm-hmm. I wanted to level up and create a new reality for myself because I knew that Oakland was so different from San Jose. Both technically the Bay, but they're yeah. definitely different places. Cultures. Right. Completely different. Right. So I wanted to go there because there's way more shows in Oakland and, and SF. SF's right across the bridge. So and then just like I said, the reality. I wanted to flip my reality, change this shit up so now I can talk about it as a comedian and and you know, the differences and like you said, culture. There's so much out there and you know, it's just diversity. Like, mm. oh shit, there's actually black people here, tight. Like <laughs> yeah. I didn't get a lot of yeah, that, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um and like you know, this the the home of, of pimping and sideshows and you that know slanging and yeah and like not giving a fuck. Like I'm from the town, I don't give a fuck. Like <laughs> that's, really that's what it real be like. shit. Like that's people real. are walking in front of your car. That's why I made that sketch about never honk in East Oakland because oh, yeah, that's that real shit. Like that if you honk show. in Oakland, be ready to die because you <laughs> yeah. have to like think before and that's what I love. Like I yeah. love Oakland. It's home of the Black Panthers. It's a badass yeah, t- like you badass know town you're sure. in town like you gotta respect Oak like you don't have to like you ain't gotta like it, but you gotta respect no, that's it. Real. Straight that's real. up. Yeah. And I loved that. I love that straight big tortilla energy out there. Yeah, you know what straight I mean? big like, tortilla energy. Watch I out. heard that one before. <laughs> that's hella funny. I like that because it instills yeah. that in you. It makes you your your instincts stronger. Yeah. Being in the hood, you automatically your instincts get stronger. You get a little bit more sharky as far as like making moves and being strategic. Yeah, you for know, sure. giving and getting game and like. Being more aggressive, assertive, like all of that is is really important, and and in the community, and like yeah. they're more informed out there. They're just more woke. Like it is uh, so much in Oakland, you know, great food and like th- there's a lot that people don't know about, you know. Yeah. So that was really it was a great experience. And then on top of that, I got to live with uh, my boy Sean Fent, creator of Oaktown Soul. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, he, he grew his business and being around him and the people that he brought into his business was a big influence too. a lot from like, as far as being strategic and networking and self-control, you know what I mean? Like Mm. not being a ratchet, like making like, (laughs) make that shit real. Yeah. Yeah, Like you gotta, you know, cause if you invest your energy fucking around, it's like, it's going to really mess up your, your creative for sure. Whatever you're trying to conquer. Like, mm-hmm. y- it's going to come back. Like, that shit is not good. Uh, you know, not, I wasn't being super scandalous, but at the same time, I wasn't, you know, focusing as 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 uh, optimal as I should have. But anyways, mm-hmm. so, you know, just being around really creative people was, was definitely a, a upgrade in my character being mm-hmm. out there. So I took all that with me, and now I'm going to see what can I get from SoCal? What can I get from here? And, like... All of the people that I meet, all of the support that I have, all the places I've been, I take the gems from all of it and I just bring it into myself. And it's like my success, whatever thus far and continue will be because of the people that I met, the things that I went through. Um, So that's why, you know, I like to network so much because like that community that you have is so important. Yeah, it's real, man. You got to soak the game up like a sponge, man. Call yourself SpongeBob. It's real. Um, what you said that was interesting to me, which I hella relate with, which I feel like I don't talk enough about is the, the smart and the book smart, like it's the street smart game that you get from the Bay area culture. That's so unique in its own way that when you go outside of this geographic, people feel that energy, like they see that you're different, your energy, you're confident. Like you, you have that finesse 
like not finesse like you're gonna do wrong but like how you said you're strategic like right. you find ways to make play i feel like when i would go to la to because i used to do sneaker con like to sell the clothes and stuff yeah and i would be out there in front of different people from la and other cities and and i always sensed like everyone was kind of moving the same uh -huh. but then when i brought like an energy like i'm over here slapping some sob i'm dancing <laughs> setting up my racks and people were like who the hell is this guy yeah. like you know what i mean and, 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 and i feel like that was so natural for me like right. just the way i was brought up here in san jose and you know obviously getting my little taste of oakland in the city um that's something that is so unique in its own way that nowhere else you probably have energy in different you know cities but right. when it comes to san jose the bay area like there's something different out here i know it is. like yeah. the lingo look at the culture bro even the music like yeah. all the music that's popping now stems from the bay area right. either it's a dance whether it's a new hit song yeah. or moving independently you know independent started like with e40 and like master p right. and all these people in that space um so yeah bro i agree with you on that like you feel like being i tweeted something like that saying um a book smart and a street smart individual is a dangerous individual right because i believe that like if you actually take the time to study some shit and you also game savvy on the streets yeah you could really fuck up the game Hell you know what yeah I mean? like you could really take over whatever you're what you're what you're trying to do you know what i'm right. saying do you catch that with yourself like is that what i'm you know am i catching your your drift and what i'm saying right now yeah of course man i try to like i said i always try to get value in the people that i talk to and you know what what life lessons have you learned lately yeah. what books have you read like mm -hmm. what 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 are you juggling right now with your you know your life or your your job or your career mm -hmm. or your side hustle how has that side hustle graduated to a full-time business now like yeah exactly and and what strategies have you learned and have you implemented because you know can i learn anything can i give you anything lately you know mm. um and and that that's an ongoing thing. So it's really cool. Always always learning. You know, mm. we, I wish I would have known back then. I was watching an interview with, uh, you know, Kevin Hart, and he uh. was like, "I wish I would have known that learning was cool back in school." You know, <laughs> yeah, that's true, bro. A lot of things that we know we have to unlearn. You know, like when it comes yeah. to education, voting, so many shit. Like we're taught to believe the negative of it, right. but in reality, as we get older, we're like fuck, I should have, I should have been working on my credit. You know what I mean? Like all that yeah. type of shit. That's, yeah. so, that's so true, though. Yeah, and uh, I feel like I got a lot of uh, character from a lot of people who are doing things, like I said, who weren't huge, but they were somewhere in the middle of on the come up, and those people kind of helped me get the belief in myself, yeah. and now I'm at a point where, you know, I'm not, I don't even have a TV credit yet, but yeah. I can tell you that I'll be one of the best because of my drive, and like, I know what my strengths are, and mm. I know how exactly where I want to go, and I've built up like all of the integrity i built up the work ethic to where it's like i don't have an ounce of doubt in my body no more as before it was like i don't know like i'm trying to juggle this job and then i was working three jobs and then you know trying to do uh and then doing comedy and then down to two jobs then doing comedy then trying to learn personal training and then but all of that was moving out of fear you mm. know subconsciously because yeah you know, if I was really, if I really had that confidence earlier on at that point in my life, I would have been throwing 100% into the craft. Yeah. Maybe working 30 hours at some job that I didn't give a fuck about, but mm. I would work really hard and then get off work and throw all of my energy into comedy at that point. Mm -hmm. But I didn't b have the belief built up. Yeah. Now that I have it, it's like I'm investing everything in being creative mm -hmm. and strategic 
and and the fruits are, are starting to manifest you know that's amazing man especially like when you do that mental shift from going to defense to offense like that's what i take away yeah. what you just said like yeah out of fear yeah. you're like def your defense like okay like now that that happened like how do i react to it but now it's like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Fuck it. We're moving here. We're going to do this. Like, I, exactly. I, I, it's, a, it's a mental shift. Like, you mentally have to commit to that. And right. then you see it low-key manifest. Right. So I, bro, I'm right here with you with this shit right now. Yeah. I, I definitely feel you. And the way you speak, too. Like, just how you said, I'm about to do this. I'm about to do this. Yep. I am this. Yep. Like, when I opened for Guy Tori at the Sounds of Improv, he was, I was talking to him in the green room. And he watched every set of mine. Like he didn't have to do that shit, but yeah. he was like, uh, "I said some said something about I'm trying to do this." He's like, "Stop fucking talking like that, bro." He's mm. like, "Say I am this, I am that. I'm about to do this, I am that. I'm on my way to this." Like, don't speak with doubt. It's like yeah. I know I've seen so many people that talk about the negative things that happen to them, and it just multiplies and multiplies. Even if you're being funny about it, it's still it's still, it's still fucking you fucking up, you up. Man. Yes, I believe that shit is. too. Even if you're fucking around, like you're lying about it, or it's just like, oh, you know, I'm just joking, but you're this or you're that or I'm this, I'm that. Like you're still in your head subconsciously reminded yourself of what that trauma or whatever that thing may be. Yeah. I believe in that, bro. Even if you're speaking, it's like speaking things to existence. Even if it's not something that you hope for, just the fact that you said it, you're low-key bringing that negative energy to you. Right. But, yeah, man, we going deep into the rabbit hole right now, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> when it comes to mentality. I'm loving not only the mental fitness, the, the physical fitness, but the cognitive fitness. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to take a quick pivot because now that I got someone that's bounced around from San Jose to Oakland, there's this controversial subject and I need you to answer this in the most honest way possible. Mm -hmm. Who got the best Mexican food, San Jose or Oakland? Mm, it depends if you put who you put in the fight. Like, <laughs> yeah. there's a taco oh, truck this off contend Capitol. Who are the contenders? You're yeah, saying? exactly. Oh. Yeah, if you take three from some... the town and three from San Jose, I think San Jose got it, man. <laughs> who are the three San Jose? Uh, uh, yo, you yo know choice. what? I'm gonna be I'm gonna upset people because I don't know the names. <laughs> But uh, first, my mama and my mom's friend. I used to all the fam, my tia, my abuela. Yeah. Uh, no, there's a, I forget what that taco truck's called off of uh, Capitol um, on the border of, of Eastside and, and Milpitas um, at, at the Valero gas station. This is the best tacos that I've ever had up to this day. Um, it's a Salvadorian slash Mexican spot hey. and they have fresh pupusas and they Ooh, make fresh tortillas I every day. Pupusas. They make the, their two different salsas are the best salsas that I've had. Like La Vic's ain't shit. Look, no yeah, offense, bro. but it <laughs> nah, ain't. It's the third time I had this conversation. Yeah, it's it, real. It's really not. But no yeah, respect to the owners. Yeah, man. exactly. It's just the culture thing. People know, man, they know the difference. They know the difference. Yeah. Damn. So that, that place, I would put that place up against anybody. <laughs> that taco truck. Yeah. Um, just that one. What about like uh, La Costa, Hot Angelos, Al Paisa? You know, you know, know all the spots. <laughs> you already know. I know. Oak See, the thing is, though, I went to Oakland at Lake Merritt last time. And uh, what was that spot? It was there's Homeroom. Uh -huh. It was like a macaroni oh, spot. Homeroom is bomb. <sighs> that shit sat in my it. gut too nice. And then the second one, I tried to go to Flippin' Soul, but it was packed. I didn't even know how packed it was. Yeah. Um, and I think there was one more place that we went to. Was it or was it just those two? We went to the city, that's why, for the Chinese spot. That shit was fire, too. Yeah. San Jose got a lot of good Mexican food spot, but if you were to choose between San Jose and Oakland. Uh, yeah, I would definitely go with San Jose. Hey, 
You're not being biased because you're in San Jose right nah, now. Uh, nah, you got. Because <laughs> if I got? take this podcast to Oakland, man, I'm gonna ask you again. Like, you still think the same answer? <laughs> nah, I'm fucking with you. That's what's up, man. Well, yep. now you heard it here first, man. San Jose, Oakland, we love you. We fucking love you. But we love our tacos more in San Jose. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I just gotta let it be clear. Um, I was trying to find that taco spot on my phone. I don't know. I'll find <laughs> he's it. Like, <laughs> God nah, damn gotta, it. Gotta shout him out. Yeah. Um, you watching the UFC? Man, I haven't watched UFC in a long time. Yeah, I, I love it. I just, I'm trying to juggle everything. No, right I now, feel you, bro. You know? Sometimes you ain't got time. I, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm just a fan, so I'll make time sometimes. Watch a highlight yeah. YouTube. Is there any sports that you preferably like watch though? Like that you're a fan of? There's, I love football. I love basketball. Hey. I love UFC, boxing, um, hockey. I'm getting a little bit into it, but hey. I just don't have time to really watch. No, anything. I feel it. If it's like if it's more like a an occasion like a playoff game a Super yeah, Bowl yeah, you'll watch exactly. but if it's like first game of the regular yeah, season nah, oh I got yeah. some shit to do <laughs> yeah. I feel you yeah um so who's your team for the football and then we'll go with basketball and then we'll knock it down with Niners hey let you pass bro if you said Raiders <laughs> I would have kicked you out no, I'm just playing. nah shout out to my Raider fans like, I'm just biased and then that's for um uh was it basketball. Warriors. Warriors? Okay. And I'll, I'll be honest, man. I started, I started as a Laker. I'm not going to lie. I think um, everybody did. A lot of people <laughs> did. But you know what? From Laker hey, to Warriors. Straight up. The bandwagon's real. Or, or Bulls. Some yeah. people went from yeah, Bulls when did. Jordan was there. But yeah, that's facts. Straight up, this is. I, and I also have another like shit to get people mad about with football, too. But, anyways. Uh, <laughs> oh, let's hear it. I got to hear it, bro. So, the, uh, all right. Football one was I was Niners my whole life. And then. With Ladanian Tomlinson, when okay. LT was there, I went to Chargers. And oh then yeah, LT was nice though. And I, I had his jersey too. Yeah, see what I mean? Like he's nice. Uh, and number uh, twenty-one, he influenced everyone to wear twenty-one. That yeah, was a running back. Straight they up, like, LT. He did. Yep. Yep. No, nah, that's real. I fuck yeah. with LT. He was nice. Broken, re- uh, breaking rushing records, postseason, regular season. You know, I think it it might have probably got passed up by now by someone. Like I remember hearing his name come up from someone passing it but lt was definitely like one of them trademark names you know right. what i mean like michael vick lt, LT yep. like yep. to you know to was one of those names yeah. too to it just sounds off the tongue ocho cinco that's just yeah. you know ocho yeah so that was then i went back to the niners and then with hey, the basketball shit we still accept you <laughs> the basketball shit i was uh lakers and then uh but i wasn't i wouldn't quite call it bandwagon because like when i transferred over it was captain jack baron davis oh yeah oh that no. squad those are the original yeah, days i fell in love with that squad that was a real monte ellis yeah. Stephen curry is a rookie yeah. baron davis stephen jackson like i, I already that know was the one my brother was a hardcore warriors yeah come on man yeah classics bro even people were doing remixes your boy rich rocker doing remixes to the warriors that time like yeah that's some real base shit, bro. And that's the thing. Like, if you ask some of these gentrified Bayerians right. about the Warriors culture, they couldn't even name any of those players. Yeah, yeah. And those are the classic. When the fucking Warriors was actual lightning, man. Yeah. You see, know? that's that's what I liked. Is yeah. that I liked the fans. I liked the players. I liked the energy they brought. It was explosive. You yeah. know? So that's why that's why I came. Yeah, over. they definitely brought different energy. And speaking of energy, man, there's been fucking lightning energy. There's been heat energy. All types of shit going on with the weather out here. Has the did you wake up from the lightning? Uh, nah, recently, I was, out. I you was knocked out. out, out cold. I hustle all day, so when it's time <laughs> to go to sleep, I'm dead. Dog, you know I what I mean? You. I'm I deceased. <laughs> deceased. But did it? Did it wake you? I heard it woke up a lot of people. <sighs> yeah, bro. I'm a heavy sleeper. 
for surely. But for some reason, I woke up. I heard some shit. Well, my girl woke me up because she was tripping. And yeah. then I was like, what the fuck? I started tripping. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? And then I was like, looked out the window, saw a flash. I was like, what the hell? Hopped outside the house at 6 a.m., looked up. And it was if you look at my stab, it was kind of scary because you just see the flash. Yeah. And it goes, doom, doom, like the fucking yeah, thunder. Like, and then you hear the fucking siren. <laughs> I'm like, damn, what the fuck is going on Apocalypse right now? Shit. It's 6 a.m. I'm barely yeah. getting out of bed. I'm like, bro, what's going on in Skyway right. <laughs> or Monterey, wherever? Yeah. Um, but you thought yeah. the uh, the superheroes were here from Marvel or uh, something? Yeah, I thought huh? the fucking Avengers assembled yeah. or some <laughs> shit, bro. I thought fucking Thor came Thor, back. Thor, Flash, <laughs> yeah, Storm. Man, bro. If you could be a, a Marvel character, who would you be? Wolverine is hacky as fuck to say. <laughs> Unoriginal, but I don't give a fuck. He's nah, dope. Wolverine's fucking He's one dope, of a kind, man. bro. If yeah. you, did you ever play Marvel vs. Capcom? Of course. Bro, that's the legendary game, that bro. That game is the shit, yeah, When man. the games don't even look like the characters, they just look like little blobs and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that shit's real. Did you play PS2, PS3, or you play yeah. Xbox? Yeah, I came from all those. PlayStation up until... I think PS3 is when I like stopped gaming. Retired. Uh, put in yeah. the... Hang the, the hang the controller. Yeah, yeah, I was doing a lot of <laughs> Call of Duty. A lot of fuck the I shot a fan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talking shit over the the thing and shit. Yeah, I used to get really you used to get it's funny. You have grown ass men cussing out little ass. Get your little ass. That's why your mama yeah. fucking tell your ass to go to bed soon. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Talking mad shit. Yeah. I was definitely one of those people. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> sometimes he was overdoing it, but definitely. Sometimes these kids get over they get they get out of control though. They'll say some out of pocket shit. Yeah. Little yeah. ass kids. They're trying to rip the heart out. They're going racist. They're going everything. everything. Your Politics. dad's dead. Like just <laughs> fucked up <laughs> shit. shit. Your dad is hella dead. Like whoa, <laughs> Timmy, like chill. <laughs> and and that's the thing too. I want to ask you cuz like usually comedians like comedians that I look at too, like some of my favorite comedians like D-Ray Davis, Dave Chappelle, um, you know, Cat Williams, of course, is a legend. Yeah. Um, fucking uh, Aria Spears. Um, sometimes their comedy style comes from like a dark place and they make fucked up shit hella funny. And I right. love that kind of humor. You know what I mean? That's yeah. just my type of humor. So, like, how is that like, um, like, do you do that type of shit where you are kind of like you shed light on a situation, but you make it humorous? Because I think you kind of did some skit recently about the Portland protesters. Yeah. And you like yeah. took them. He's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> put your hands under arrest. And they're like, well, I forgot. Was it a surprise or so some the, shit? So the Portland protesters were getting snatched up, I guess. I don't know. I guess I don't know the whole thing, but apparently they were getting grabbed by cops or by other people who were off duty cops. Or I don't know exactly yeah. how it goes. Don't quote me on this shit. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah, fucking yeah. whatever. But basically, protesters were getting grabbed and put in vans and taken to jail or whatever. Yeah. So we did a, a spoof on it, and my boy Ahmed was going doing Black Lives Matter. Yeah, yeah. And then me and my boy pull up, and we're like, uh, you know, that's enough. And we grab him, <laughs> yeah. we put a bag over his head, and we took him to a birthday celebration of his own birthday. Yeah. We're like, you're going to get what you deserve. And then we pulled <laughs> the, the bag off his head. And they were like, happy birthday, your yeah. life matters. Like, and that's, that's what I thought was hella funny. And that's what I'm saying. Like, comedians find, like, because technically that situation is fucking serious. You know what yeah. I mean? But I laughed at it because I thought it was funny. Yeah. And I noticed that's like a common thing with comedians. Like, they make a serious situation, but make it kind of humorous. Yeah. I mean, because there's always, even through whatever good times you can find in the world, in our country, there's always been good times and it's always been fucked up. There's never been a point where it hasn't been fucked up. Yeah. And our job as, a, as, you know, my job is to find the light in it and find what's funny and turn whatever that nasty shit is into something that people can digest and enjoy. Mm -hmm. And 
I, and we're willing to take that criticism of, I don't like what you said, and I'm Debbie, and I'll fucking talk to you. The Karens and shit. All the Karens. Fuck, what's up? Come, I don't <laughs> <What's> care. Up? <laughs> this is what I do. I'm willing yeah. to take the heat to do what I love. So it's, that's, it's, that's our job. It's a different time period for comedians now. Because, like, like, I mean, like, in the mainstream it's level, like, people us. getting canceled. Like, right. I feel like the only person in the game right now that can legitimately say anything and not get canceled Chappelle. is Dave Chappelle. Yep. And I feel like, you know, he's always been that like style of comedian and now you know it, it low-key benefited him that he was gone for so long yeah and then now he's able to just come in and like continue his brand yeah and the re one of the reasons why he can get away with that is because he's so great he's fucking like, great bro. you you can't great. talk about some of the things he talks about unless you're dave Chappelle. Yeah. if you're that good then you can get away with it a lot of comics will try to make dark jokes and they're just trash and then they just sound like an asshole and they're not yeah. funny. Yeah, that, and then that they end up getting canceled, too. you know? Yeah, they'll be like, what'd you just say? They yeah. out of pocket shit. Right. Um, and uh, one of the last things I wanted to mention, since I know that you have content on TikTok, TikTok recently, like, you know, we've been having mixed conversations outside the uh, mic trying to figure out if it's banned or it's not banned. Yeah. Um, but now the new competition for TikTok is IG Reels. So, like, are you going to experiment anything with IG Reels or are you just going to keep making TikTok until Trump, until Uncle Donald says it's, it's over with? I think TikTok is going to stay alive. I think somebody's going to buy it. Like you said, Microsoft might get yeah, it. Yeah, I heard through the grapevine that Microsoft is trying to acquire it. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to, like, uh, I read Gary Vee's book and he's like, hey. always try to stay ahead of the curve on, you know, trends on what you know what apps are coming out what new functions on the apps are coming out try to be the first one on it because yeah. that's that open land for you to take for sure so for the reels yeah that just came out so i just dropped one on there this morning nice um so yeah that. it's like yeah try to stay ahead of it and use it so yeah i'm, I'm gonna be posting a lot of shit on reels but then also tiktok and you know also um tiktok just they they created a creators fund of a billion dollars so they put oh up. Oh shit! Yeah, so you can make money on TikTok now. Really? So yeah, you gotta. Oh, have, I think I seen that. I think yeah. I seen that. If you have 10k followers minimum, you're 18, and you got uh, 100,000 views, I think, in the last 30 days, then you qualify and you can start to make money. Okay. And then if you have 100k and you have like whatever the other number is, then you can make you can have partnership deals to where you make even more money. So I'm I'm definitely gonna smash the gas on all there of that. There you go. You know that's cool, bro, and that's cool that you share that because a lot of people don't even know that. Yeah. Um, because I know there's other creators under you, other people that are barely getting into the game. They're probably even watching this because this will come out in a couple of weeks. They'll watch it and they'll be like, "Damn, like I need to get my sh I need to stop playing." Right. But they're probably motivated from this. So man, there there's so many stand-up comics that I know that are just starting. Yeah. That have went viral on TikTok because the algorithm is so crazy. Like, yeah. It's like nothing else. Like my mm -hmm. boy Dave Nighthill put up some videos. He he won San Francisco International Comedy Competition past winners from Robin Williams, Ellie hey. DeGeneres, Louis C.K. Uh, hell of people. But anyways, um, but like. Let's say if I put up a stand-up clip on Instagram and I get 30,000 views, uh, if I put that same one up on TikTok, I could get like 2 million views, mm -hmm. you know? It's it's that drastic. Yeah. So like the fact, like you could, I've seen comics put up clips where they're not even getting laughs and they'll still <laughs> get like 30K views, 100K yeah. views. So it's just like, it's a different. if you're not on show. there, yeah, you are fucking up severely because it's 
easy to scale on there. It's so forgiving. Like I had a, a clip that went viral. It's been almost two months now. Mm. It's still viral. I'm still getting Damn. followers from it. Damn. So it's just do use it. Yeah. And people are hard I've, I've, I've been I've been using it. I've been not using it. I've been I need to be more consistent just, with it for sure. Yeah. Just throw everything at the wall. Anything you can put on there, mm. just put it on there. Okay. So you heard it here, folks, man. You got to utilize all the platforms. Don't waste any time. If you already got the research in front of you, make sure you apply it and make sure you're applying the pressure. Um, but with that being said, um, is there any last minute things that you want to tell the audience, the Bay Area, San Jose, people watching this video, what to anticipate from you and what you want to send the message? Uh, you can expect the same thing from me. Uh, you'll, you will see new things, but you're going to see more YouTube stuff, which I've been neglecting for a while. Um, you're going to see sketches every week. You're going to hey. see new jokes. Um, but so you'll see a lot of the same, you know, a lot of uh, just content from me. You'll see a lot of me doing what I'm supposed to do and creating. But what I do want to say is uh, to leave you guys with make sure that you take advantage of the times that we live in. Despite all the fuckery that's happening, yeah. it's still the greatest time ever in human history Very to be true. alive. Very true. The chances of you being alive are in the multi-trillions. Mm. Just a chance to be even be here. And then on top of that, you know, being with all that technology has done and that it c continues to do, we don't have to walk to the bank anymore to mm. get money. We don't have to. It's we all can, digital, damn it. Yeah, don't have to go nowhere to pay bills. So, like, you could get everything done in one-tenth of the time, yeah. leaving you all the time to make some type of pathway for yourself, man. Like, make your own lane, some type of side hustle. Even if you made $3 of your own money out of one month, who gives a f That's your $3. Yep. Not, I went to an interview and I went, can I make it? Am I worthy? <laughs> am I worthy if of I this make basic salary? You some money? Yeah. Can I get a little bit of your money? If I make you a lot of money, am I worthy? Like, fuck that, man. <laughs> yeah. Make your own shit. You have everything it takes, man. Just work on yourself and find out what you're good at because you can get anything you want in this life. And each and every one of us is deserving of a great life of spiritual wellness and being feeling rich you know physically and monetarily like you deserve to have zeros in your bank account you deserve to have whatever the fuck you want you mm. know what i mean fulfillment like great relationships all of it all of it good sex dudes and <laughs> girls yeah get your fuck on all of it man <laughs> you guys deserve a great life so you know go go get that shit and talk to people never be afraid to ask for help you know yep. Not because you're weak, because you want to stay strong. Shouts out go. to Les Brown, one of my favorite hey, speakers in the world. Les Brown. Go get what you deserve in this world. That's it. I love it, man. You if heard not, the message. go frank yourself. Go frank yourself, man. You see the marketing campaign. Don't get it twisted. Fulfillment. Lead with fulfillment. Um, but yeah, man, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know you've been all over the place bouncing around, but thank you so much for taking the time to come down and share your story today. Um, Thanks for having me, man. And uh, how can people find you? How can they consume your content? How can they support you? How can they donate? I want to be able to kind of list all these things. I'll uh, put a graphic so they can cool. see. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Frankie with an I-E. Frankie M. Comedy. That's on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and you can find my YouTube channel on TikTok or Instagram. So just Frankie M. Comedy. You will find me. I got Go Frank Yourself masks. I got T-shirts. I got wristbands. Oh, you got it all. So, yeah, man. You got it all, man. You got to support Get your own them. money. Get your own money. Period. I got my own T-shirts. 
There it is. Get your own shit. So uh, for the ones watching, make sure you click the link on the bottom of the description. Click his website. I need you guys to stream all his videos. Watch every single one individually. Go through the skits. Retweet, repost, and most importantly, go ahead and cop yourself a Go Frank Yourself mask, a shirt, a wristband. Go ahead and support a San Jose talent on the rise, soon to be on the rise in L.A. as well. Um, so with that being said, thank you so much again for coming down. Um, and I guess that is our conclusion for this evening. Um, and uh, yeah. Thanks for having me, bro. It ain't exclusive. If it ain't an Emlyn exclusive, this was the Low Key Facts Podcast. Oh, thank you, Frankie, for coming down. And yes, we are is out. Smoking through it all, cause nothing in life lasts forever. Last forever. We don't want these hoes, don't want the fame, we want the cheddar. Yeah. Total, we can have it all if we do it together. You know I'm a pastor, Bob.